This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. And we get the back view of him. And I mean, it's just a mega. 52 yards is a long shot. Uh, Magnum P.I. is what yeah. we named him. No idea. Just a magnet. Yeah, just a magnet. Come on, Cam, last year, we said probably 150, mid-150. Yeah. Same Doe from the morning come out with that nine-pointer. Here, here steps out this 90-inch eight-pointer. Like, <laughs> yeah. Ah. I'm like, okay, well, there's still a buck back there crutting. Yeah. And then I'll step like another 90-inch eight-pointer. Yeah. I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. You're like. <laughs> I'm like, deer, right there. Yeah, like and he's 30 already yards. 30 yards. Yeah. He he was literally five yards from the base of the tree. Could have been had a buck down at 140 in the afternoon back there deep on public. Three does come out pretty early. It was like 245, 24 yards shot, sent the combat veteran. And I tell you what, man, dude, it just smoked. We always get so jacked up when the other person kills. It's just almost like we got it done. Yeah. And when you killed that doe, I was like, hell yeah, man. And we come down here to Missouri. My ass called me one more time. I'm like, is it a good buck? And he goes, yeah, real good, solid buck. I'm like, all right, boom. <laughs> and the deer just drops. Sure. Super special to me. Whitetail Legacy Podcast, bringing you back to the hunt and leaving a legacy. Baller rut. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, coming in your ear holes on this beautifully cold Wednesday. Um, it's cold where we're at. The heater in the podcast is absolutely screaming, if you guys hear it in the background. 
I moved it a few feet away from us to try to keep it a little bit quieter. But uh, this episode we're going to dig into, we had some messages of, we talked about Magnum, a deer that we chased on our rut uh, hunting series that we did. Uh, no picnic for 16 days. We talked about him, what we were doing. And we were able to encounter that deer on public and it being an absolute giant um, with the second encounter, second close call to killing. Um, we want to break down kind of the whole the whole reason why we were in that area, why we were able to encounter him, and some intel that we think could be beneficial, some stuff that we did that some other people might not do um, and, that and, might help you out. And last year we did a podcast similar to this, and it was more of like – how we got into the situation, and it was more based on like our scouting efforts, um, that kind of stuff. This here is just kind of more of just like Cody said, the overview of the actual deer instead of our scouting for public. All right, let's get into the people that make this possible. Get into the show. We're gonna start out with the VIP. Um, still hoping to send a couple combats. Um, I'd like to get a doe down. I know that you'd like to get a, <laughs> anything. Couple doe down, down. Something so. I'm still looking to send those out. Um, you got the VIP shout-out. Yeah, this week's shout-out is going to be Blake Wilson. He was a part of the Army for eight years, and uh, he was stationed in Georgia. So I, I told Blake we had a couple good friends that listened to the podcast down there. So, uh, Blake, we appreciate your service and uh, signing up to do that, man. You got Exodus Trail Cameras. Yeah, if you guys uh, had been paying attention to their socials, uh, they ran an ad over the uh, holiday weekend there. These guys are actually the ones um, in charge of their business. You know, if, if you call Exodus, they're going to be the ones you talk to. And uh, they had a special on their publicly in package. So these guys have come up with a package. It's an Exodus Trek. It is a, um, a lockbox. And then you have the Python cable that all comes with it. And um, you can buy that always on their website, but they just ran a deal on it, and I thought that was pretty cool of them. Um, these guys run a lot of their cams, and they know exactly what you need um, or what you would want as a public land package. So um, be sure to check that out on their website, uh, exodusoutdoorgear.com. All right. I got Hunt Reminder, guys. We uh, we brought kind of the whole intel on Hunt Reminder last year, or last episode. <laughs> feels like last year <laughs> as much as we've been doing this, but... Uh, I just got another reminder today about turkey season, which I still don't have tags. It's like the third reminder that I've got from them. Yeah, yeah. I'm still not on it. Close tomorrow. Yeah. But uh, I just want to run down what it is. Um, it's huntreminder.com. It's an application period and lottery reminder service. So if you got a tag that you're wanting to get a point for or a draw for in Montana and you live in Illinois, and uh, it'll let you know, say, hey, this – this tag is up for draw it's up for you know to put your points in um when you sign up you can select which applications you want what states you want and uh, it'll let you know when they're open uh, when there's one week left and when there's 24 hours left so uh it it actually provides you a direct link in the text message to click that and go right to the the tag so like you ain't got to do anything super simple it sends you the message you click the the link and it takes you right to where you buy turkey tags for Illinois. Perfect. So they took a lot of the legwork out, um, and it's fourteen ninety nine for an annual subscription. But with the code Legacy All Caps, you can get five bucks off, and that's nine ninety nine for the year. That's like 
we still haven't figured it out. It's like 70 something cents a <laughs> yeah, month. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So right. if you're a guy that gets a lot of tags or wants to travel around um, just to get that notification and then just that quick button link, I think that's a really nice feature. Because if, if anybody buys tag in Illinois, buying tags is complicated enough, let alone, especially turkey. This is an absolute disaster. Yeah. So. Um, do you have next level deer supplements? Yeah, guys, the winter feed's rolling out. Uh, we talked last episode there with Clint about uh, this extremely hot rut. So if you missed that one, go back and check that out and listen to what he had to say about these bucks. Um, they're going to be hitting the feed again and getting back and hopefully surviving the winter. And if uh, you need to get your order in, you can do that at nextlevelwithdeer.com. All right, well, let's get into the show. Homie did a shitload of work to get this all together. A little this bit of was his idea. For a podcast, we like we said mentioned we had done it in the past, and uh, we wanted to do it again just because we'd be getting messages about how we were able to get on him and figure out his core area and um, what we thought was his core area. But <laughs> um, a lot of this intel, you're listening to it, and you'll be like, "Man, they get these guys should kill this deer." But a lot of this was learned this year after we pulled cams for the last time, after we had encounters with them, talking to with other hunters. Um, and the area is closed now. We can't hunt them anymore. But a lot of those hunters don't give up intel until the season's done. And then they say, well, yeah, we've seen him, you know, doing this because they think that they might go in there and hunt. And then we got some intel the last day where the guy didn't hunt. And he's like, yeah, we actually seen him over here. So you learn more stuff. Um, but the main thing about this that I wanted to point out is we were able to get on this. But a lot of this intel... It's from other people, mm-hmm. and it's just because we're solid dudes. A lot of people won't give inf- info about public land, and we— Period, let alone. Yeah, we share we share probably too much m- than we should with these guys, but they also share with us. So we created a friendship. Everybody knows people get too tied up like, oh, that's my deer. You can't—you know, I don't want you hunting them. Well, it's not anybody's deer. It's public land, and— you know, it's a wild creature that's running around. So this deer's on pri- multiple different private pieces on a giant piece of public and traveling all over the place. So um, I just wanted to say may- maybe talk to guys out there and they might you might be able to team up. You know, it's you can have a bunch of cams and they can have cams. You guys can, even if you don't get all the intel, you just get one piece here and there. It mm-hmm. ties together so much. And then you kind of give them a little piece to sweeten the pot, and then you guys bounce back and forth. You don't give them everything, but you just kind of— And, I mean, just like we've talked there on the Rutcation series, you know, we have kind of avoided their area, so we don't know what the hell is really going on in there. But they send you a pic, you look at the date and the time, and you're like, oh, shit, okay, tying this together now. He Mm. was doing this that day, and I was hunting back over here. Yeah. You know, and just the same thing for us. You know, they're not really in our area, and, you know, we pop a piece over to them. And another thing that I wanted to say before we get started with this is if you're out on a piece of public, mark where other people's trail cams are. And remember, I put a mark and I say spy point or wild game or something. And then you kind of know the lay of the land. And then if you see a trail cam pick that gets sent from this guy to this guy to this guy, you're like, shit, that's a spy point. And it kind of looks like that. You know, I mean, you kind of get an idea where where that cam is, and especially this piece has a lot of cams on it, but there's they're only in certain areas. Mm. You know, what I mean, so if 
we're getting picks from guys from guys that they've seen, you know what I mean? And we're like, I'm like, oh, I know where that's at. You know, they're not telling us where these cams are, but if you walk it and you say, well, there's a wild game, it's facing east, there's this giant oak tree right here. Yeah. And then you get the picture and the deer is going down the slope <laughs> of the oak tree. You're like, oh, shit, I know exactly where that is. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. mark that stuff down on your phone. And uh, I use Hunt Stand. I know a lot of people use Onyx. I don't really know Onyx very well. I know it, the people that use it love it. It seems like it's a lot more detailed on the map side. But I just put a note and say, Stealth Cam, this this piece pointed this direction. And then if I get a picture, and they smarted up a little bit and cut the bottom off on a couple of them, <laughs> so I can't tell the brand. But they still, you look at the the background, you get a pretty good idea of like, okay, it's definitely not these cams because this was a kind of a crp setting this is a timber setting yeah so you can put put and that's what we've done on a lot of these we put the pieces together off of a picture that we've seen that we know the deer they might not even know we know the deer is alive but when you see the picture like okay i know that deer daylighted here Mm -hmm. so then you make a move but yeah go ahead and start it homie this is all your hard work i just wanted to get that out there so guys aren't like man they should kill this deer they got all this information Uh, we can't go in there and kill them guys the property's done. I would say we're going to be back and forth, but this is just kind of all real time of how we received the intel. So actually going to start this off with uh, you, Cody, and just kind of go through how you were running cams here in 2018 when we first got Magnum on Cam. Cody drew to hunt this public. I didn't get drawn, so <clears throat> not to be too savage, but Cody's just kind of out there running cams by himself. And uh, he mostly did that after work and wasn't really like a team effort on the weekends to run cams there. We were running cams elsewhere. So um, just kind of go through the start and, you know, the first picks you got a Magnum. So you had to draw to get in this public for a while, which was pretty cool. It limited the pressure. Um, I seen no one out there. I seen no other cams pretty much. Um, And uh, I ran a cam where I knew – I had hunted a very small piece of private across the road of this public, and I had actually missed a year of drawing, and then I would got in. So I had seen, I had got good trail cam pictures on this very small piece of private going into this other piece. So I ran cam there where they crossed the road, basically, coming out of that private. I knew it was probably going to be nighttime picks. It was on a field not very far from the road. But my main thing was just to find... um, see there's good deer there using the area you know what i mean so i ran a cam on the edge i actually was taking my youngest in on my shoulders and i bumped a really solid buck out of the bean field that was feeding there and uh so i figured well hell there's a buck feeding here you might as well throw a cam you know what i mean so i threw a cam up there threw a couple more cams deep and that was the first time that we got west side and uh, magnum on cam we think magnum was three because he was yeah, he's he a did. really solid three-year-old, yeah. like a 153-year-old. Um, got a really good pictures of him, side picture, front view, back view. Um, then we had a, a mainframe 10, and then we had west side. So we started hunting that area. We th- Through future knowledge, we've real, we realized that that area is kind of no good once season starts. Um, it's more of just a summer area, and then the bucks leave. There's a few roamer bucks that come through there in the rut. Um, it's just a piece that if you hunt in the rut, you might get lucky on an absolute giant. You might not see anything. You know what I mean? So um, we ran 
cams there all year that we could hunt there this year and last year and last year there was more daylight activity yeah in early october this year it was beans and once the beans or it's corn it's and once corn. the corn was picked they were gone yeah they left they left a and little last year i think they the corn was picked later because remember we were walking around that damn corn forever oh yeah, yeah yeah so i think they got the beans this year The everybody was picking beans first thing so I think the beans are picked out, and then they left, and then the corn was there this year. So they, uh, or last year, so they decided to hang out a little while. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, that was the beginning of Magnum. Um, I hunted there. I seen, you know, I had a, seen a couple shooters, but we had that. That's when I had my private piece. That was absolutely phenomenal. And mm-hmm. we were after freeze, and yeah, the focus was there. You know what I mean? So right. I didn't hunt there very much during the rut. I was all out on freeze. And in Missouri and yep. all that crap. So, so I guess, uh, yeah. I mean, pretty much after September, we didn't even see any of them deer again. <clears throat> and then summer of nineteen, um, I'm in the game now. <laughs> We're out there as a team, um, running cams, putting our heads together, and uh, we put them cams pretty much back there where Magnum was in the summer, and. Uh, didn't see him, but we did pick up West Side. Cody was able to glass West Side a few times. So, uh, and then we moved to actually in season. We didn't run an ass load of cams, but we ran a good amount, I feel like. Um, kind of fast forward here to season now. Um, still no Magnum located anywhere. Uh, we were just kind of hunting areas to see if it was worth a shit or not, pretty much. We just had a bullshit hunt. Um, Cody had been doing some scouting close to this area, so we knew some bucks were in the area. And then um, Cody was actually taking family pictures, and I met up with a guy in the parking lot. And uh, I went in and hung, hung the sticks and got all set up. And then Cody just come in, popped his stand up, and we hunted there. And uh, we just got to talking to him, and um, solid guy. And then he, he messaged us and you know asked if we had seen anything and... Um, we just kind of kept in touch a little bit, and then about, I want to say October 23rd, he sends me a picture from October 17th of a giant bedded down by this cornfield, and um, we st- we didn't we didn't have any connection to who it was. It was just a giant, and we're like, dude, we just hunted there. Like, you just literally never know when a giant could walk by, so we thought that was pretty cool, and um, we noticed his... He had giant brows, had the kicker off his right G2, just like he did the year before. But at that point, we didn't link up that it was Magnum. So, um, the on 10-17, the weather was 10 mile an hour right from the south. Uh, it was 60 and 40s, pretty much a pretty stereotypical October day. Um, the wind would have been in his face laying there, but it would have been blowing, you know, across that cornfield. So, um... So we had been running some cams, and we pulled um, this one down here off this, uh, I don't know what we really thought of that area last year, but we thought it was pretty solid because there was good bucks on cam every time we'd pull it. We had Magnum there on the 29th of October at 6 p.m., so still plenty daylight. I covered that on the Exodus podcast that we did. It's just a open, wide, wide open area where... We knew that deer would get pinched down by that fence and by that swampy Mar- area. Marsh, yeah. So it's kind of 
it's kind of a cam to cover a wider area than just a trail. You're like oh, literally yeah. getting every. You're not on a field edge, but you're getting like every inch of detection rain that that camera has. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? for sure. So that was pretty much. We're trying to figure out the piece when you have such a giant piece, and you got two guys in one tree. It's really hard to learn a property in one year because you're you can only hunt. You know, it's basically one, one area. guy. Yeah. So when you're trying to, we just put put that cam there as our furthest west cam to see what was coming from the west yeah you know yeah. so that is where we seen magnum this year just put that in the brain bank there um he was coming from the west uh behind another 160s 10 pointer and they were basically we thought that they were headed to the back where um they were gonna be rutting we knew that there was a bunch of does back there and uh they were just kind of moving their way back there uh, the weather on 1029 was northeast at 6 miles an hour, 39 to 35 degrees, uh, fairly cold. And that was right before we had three inches of snow on Halloween. So kind of um, unusual snowfall there in October, but we did we did get quite a bit there. Um, all of the other target bucks that we had had on that cam, we had seen on, or they had went through there. So it was a four-day window. All these bucks are just going back there. And we already knew where the does were, so we're just like, okay, all these bucks must be to the west of this cam in the summer or, you know, I mean, that's kind of what we're... Yeah, we're you're thinking these bucks, we had certain bucks that were in this doe bedding area that would come off the private and frequent it every now and then. But the random, the new bucks that come up in late October all come from the west. So, you know, these four four shooters that we had in the bottom were all kind of working the same trail. And I don't know if you got it in here with the cam placement of that. I have it later that it's, yeah. it's not so good. So the reason we were only getting, we were getting them all coming from that direction is because the way the cam's set up, we learned this year that it's not the best setup to have. And, uh, we, of course you, you see deer do deer stuff and then you get a lot more story of what's going on than other than just what you got on the cam. But, right. um, kind of narrowed that down a little bit, but we had decided that we wanted to move West because all the deer were going West, coming, coming from, from the West, the west yeah. and we knew where they're going to be in the rut. Um, as long as nothing changed, but we had some stuff change obviously, but, uh, so, that's, that's why we had that. Or that's why we thought all the deer were coming from that way. Yeah. So uh, November 2nd, 2019, um, he's on another hunter's cam on the ridge somewhere. So this is what we would call the center. He's on the ridge. Um, the weather that day is a west-northwest wind, uh, 17 miles an hour, gust up to 24, 25, 47 to 30 degrees that day. Um, so he got a west-northwest, and he's in the center ridge. And then the second, third, and fourth out there last year was absolutely phenomenal. A mm-hmm. um, lot of bucks daylighting everywhere, and we couldn't hunt there until the fourth. Mm-hmm. So on the fourth at three in the morning, we have a camera, Magnum's on it, in the east part of his zone. So he's up on the top, and he's coming off the private at 3 a.m. The weather is 12 mile an hour south-southwest. 47 to 30 degrees, and we still don't know that 
This is Magnum. It's just a giant buck that we know with a kicker on the two. <laughs> and then November 10th last year, it happens. We finally get to see Magnum. Um, he comes from the hot corner on a doe hard, and crisscrosses in between him and this doe. And then he gets up there, runs crisscross off, standing up there at 52 yards, and then he enters the bedding area. Um, and then after that encounter, Cody and I start talking, and we knew it was the buck that we had on the cam on uh, November 4th. And then I was like, well, that pick that got sent to us from October 17th was that buck with the kicker. So now we're like, holy shit, this deer has been here, and it's the deer we had on the 29th, and now he's in the back here, and he was coming off the private. So we've got a range already over a mile and a half, two miles. And then um, we were, we had been sitting there for two hours probably, and I said, hey, you think that's that buck you had two years ago over there where Westside is that had the kicker off the two like that? And then we pulled up that picture, and we noticed the G3s are exactly the same. The last two and a half inches of it just tips forward, and that's how we were able to link up. So last year after the encounter, it got our brains really going. And, um, that's, that's when all, everything started coming together. So the weather, when we seen Magnum last year was East Northeast, six miles an hour, 40 to 52 degrees that day. And you're going to want to remember that East Northeast. Um, so after that encounter, we started looking at these picks and everything Magnum exits the bedding north at about 1 or it was about 11 because then we had that short time mm -hmm. 10 at 1. Uh, he exits and goes north to the hot corner. And then that was the second to last day we could hunt there. Everything had to be pulled as, as usual. So spring 2020, now we've got this connection. We've got this history with this deer. Now we're really in the game to, you know, Find him in the summers, hopefully what our game plan is, uh, before it gets to where he's at in the rut, already with that large range. We're trying to pin him down in October to hopefully get a crack at him. Um, we felt good about our chances of doing that and the logistics to do it. Um, the only thing that was hanging us up was that picture we had of him on October 17th sent to us. That was way out of left field to us, and it kind of threw us off. But, I mean, he did he did what he did, you know. So we just uh, put a solid plan together, we thought, and deployed our cams and waited. So we didn't get cams out super early or anything. It was We just had a couple cams out in July, and then we really put them out heavy in August. Um, so yeah, we put out. A bunch of cams, mobiles, and everything, trying to find him. Yeah, and uh, we banked every we we banked, so we ran most of the cams in the center and to the east, and we had no pictures of him at all besides the center and west of the center. Yeah, so early. so we even in the rut we didn't have just on the top oh, east. Yeah, my fault. My yeah. fault. My so fault. we figured that this deer was further west further away from the pressure and if he did live there in the summer that's where he would be we we figured he could have been a buck that comes in there during the rut 
um, which I think he possibly is a deer that just does that. But yeah. um, we know that he's there around the 20th of October now. So mm-hmm. he's there a little earlier than we thought, you know what I mean? But um, Yeah, because, I mean, we had him on the f- November 4th coming from the private then and that was after we seen him transition across yeah so like okay we didn't run anything really over there Mm -hmm. last year nothing on the west so we're thinking okay we didn't run anything in the west this deer came from the west first picture we ever got the encounter that we had he went back west yeah we're thinking okay this deer is you know he's bedded over there he's comfortable over there so we put a ass load of wet into the west and i'd never want to go back into that timber again (laughs) in my life no it is the worst place i've ever been in for and we scouted it and i've never had to like literally think be like what i might not i might have to plan a night i might have to plan <laughs> staying the night out here because it's so bad like yeah. i don't know if i'm gonna get out of this son of a gun or not yeah, yeah. You, you can go into uh you know this is 2020 cams what we had going on and one thing i want to say is we these cams were like so far back and so we didn't run these hardly at all. We ran them once before season, and then uh, I think that's pretty much it, right? Yeah, pretty much it. And then that's where we walk past yeah, one. I would say, yeah, if we walk past one, we'd pull it. But but we let them set out there for you know the data that they can collect, and we still have a cam that I think he's going to be on Yeah, more he, than likely. He he might be. It might be that morning, yeah, too. Yeah, it might be. Um, but, you know, like 2 a.m., you know what I mean? Yeah, came back yeah. 3 a.m. back there but i feel like we leave the cam so we can figure out the intel but we pulled everything on the west because we realized that for one we put so much effort and time there he's not there yeah there's <laughs> not very many deer there at all in general no and hunting there is an absolute shit show we literally packed our stands in one time and scout hunted and walked and then carried him back out to the truck mm-hmm. because it's just there's no sign, no trails, no nothing. But we were in there on another freaking nature anyway. So go ahead and get into it before I do everything. <laughs> so on July 8th this year, um, we had a big velvet buck located, giant frame. Um, kicker's off both twos now. Uh, camera was there for two days. And uh, we had this buck entering. And then I think a couple days later, um, he might have come back that evening. But we had him exiting and entering here and uh we just thought that this deer it's had like to be magnum 190 typical yeah it is an absolute mega freak freak with giant yeah. brows yeah giant brows kickers giant off split twos. twos yeah just like magnum kickers at the base 10 point frame like so we're like what are the chances of that there's two big bucks like it didn't even cross our mind we're just like all right yeah this is definitely magnum and uh after getting this buck, of which we thought was Magnum Summer Range, we just moved a lot of cams in there, and uh, just like we were talking about, you know, it's you got to double down on it if you got an absolute hammer out there. So uh, that's what we did. We put a lot of effort and time there, and uh, we we did the front door, the back door, the side door. I mean, we got every every which way you can get in there. I ran a cam on like a <laughs> well-known access trail to a lake and got the most epic pictures of people ever <laughs> and no magnum like that was like the back back hell mary you know we had so many cams we just flooded that area thinking we leave him there long enough eventually get he'll him be somewhere yeah he'll be there i mean we felt 
felt really good about that, especially when we got him, especially as early as we did. Yeah. So um, this is where some dates start fluctuating back and forth here. September 15th, this deer's back on cam. This is our pull the weekend before season. 9.15, he's back on cam after not being there for since July. Yeah, so we pulled him 7-8, and that was on the edge. Well, we pulled it like probably the 20th just to make sure the shit's working. Yeah. Because it was there for two days and mm-hmm. it was broke. Yeah. We got him. We always get the giant and the most junk. I ass. know. Yeah, that's it. I had here. I skipped over it. Same camera with a one forty, one fifty double drop yeah, on it the year absolute before. Junk ass cam. Need it, if you need a random giant, that's yeah. the cam he's yeah. gonna be on. Gonna get that's a junk at. ass picture, but you're good to see what the deer is. <laughs> yeah, right. And then uh, so nine fifteen, he's coming out. Um, I don't have the time on that because it don't really matter. It's not Magnum. Yeah. But uh, 9.25, the deer's exiting there again. So we're like, holy shit, right before season, this deer's going to be starting to work for us a little bit. Yeah, and of course, it's right before season, so you're extra jacked up about it. I mean, we we had a damn Hail Mary going by the time we seen them pigs, you know. And uh, so now, <clears throat> back to August 19th of this year, we had a giant buck where Magnum was two years ago. On video mode, it was a quick video. He was close to the camera. Uh, we pulled this one before we had him on 914 and 925, so we didn't know what that buck was because that buck wasn't even full grown. Yeah, you know, it's July 8th. Yeah, you know he's going to be an absolute mega because of how far he was. But th- this deer, you could just barely see the tops of uh, his rack. And then when we did get them pictures from 914 and 925, we're like, that's that deer. That was Magnum up here, mm-hmm. and we're like, okay, now he's just looping back, coming up here to this ag, and um, your buck that you shot this year was running with that deer from the middle, and then they were up there in Velvet that one time yeah, on cam together. Might have had your deer two times up there in Velvet. Uh, so now we're just game planning that circle that he's doing, trying to see where we can hunt him, and if we're going to be able to hunt him there in, in October. So, October 3rd, I go in and hunt the back door. Um, it's a small acreage piece. We feel like we've got him really kind of pinned down just because he was there frequently um, right before season. And then um, we knew he hadn't been on cam since then, or most likely hadn't been on cam since then. Uh, a crossbow hunter put a stand up on the front door. We did move a mobile in there, and that's kind of how we knew he wasn't using that trail anymore and um i went back there hunted seen two does picked up on my ground scent um but i did kind of like that area i but then we looked at it here on 1010 that was the hunt cody was talking about we went in and scout hunted and uh we backed out so then comes up to october 15th this year i went in and pulled the render we had two mobile cams actually in there on him I pulled the render and uh, was like, you know, he's not here. We've got people hunting the trail for him, and we've hunted the back, or we've been, we went into the back two times now. So um, we're just going to try to get back ahead of him, get this cam back to where um, he's going to be in the rut. And then I moved the render, get it all set up in the back. This is on the rut tree, and it's like 12 yards. It's facing the pinch that the deer is going to be going through face. I mean, right at it. 
So on October 27th, at 2 in the morning, there's a buck on the render, and we, we both see it at the same time. I'm not sure what happened, but somehow, <laughs> just start the work day, we both get a notification, boom. And um, Cody immediately calls me. Buck's coming through the pinch right at the right at the cam, get a good side pick of him. And as soon as we both seen the pick, we both knew that was the OG Magnum. Yeah. That was the deer we seen last year. That was a deer we had two years ago on cam. The other summer summer buck was just some freaking nature. The other summer buck is just an that absolutely rant. left, <laughs> and he's back somewhere on somebody's private ground, and they probably don't even know he's alive. No, yeah, it's he's... sad that that caliber of deer. <laughs> that's why you cannot get worked up on velvet picks, man. You yeah. get a solid buck on velvet if you got history with them. Okay, you might have a chance if it's some random buck. Don't get too jacked up because he's gonna he's gonna roll. Yeah, yeah. So if you were privileged enough to see the uh, the velvet picks of that deer and a uh, couple hard horn picks, that is not Magnum. Yeah. Sorry for the confusion. Yeah. <laughs> that is uh, Magnum 2.0. Yeah, it's now deer Magnum 2.0. It happens a lot. The deer we just get to see one time or just get trail cam pictures of, like the buck in shotgun season. Oh, yeah. just, just get to see him one time. It's a far encounter. You get a trail cam picture or something of him, and then you never get to see him again. But you're like. God, there's if you run enough cams, there's giants that out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. So um, this uh, the renders on the east side of this knob, and um, the trail wraps around and it goes towards the hot corner, uh, and that's what Magnum did, and we know that because we ran a trek forty yards away on the other side of that knob. And we got him there October 27th. So we got him on two cams, one 10 yards away, one 30 yards away from the tree. And um, the weather, the wind was variable, but it was it said it was uh, three miles an hour east-northeast. You get them low wind speeds. I mean, it's going to be shifting. But they, they concluded east-northeast. Temperature was 34 to 41 degrees. Um, and then October 29th, we had Magnum on cam again on the render, and um, he's using that pinch point at 740, so just about an hour or so after daylight, and he's going out the pinch. Um, it's kind of unknown what he was doing there because that is what we're kind of bordering as his far east of his zone, you know, besides when he was on the ag up there bedded down in the cornfield at October 17th last year. Other than that, I mean, and that's a mile away. Mm-hmm. That's just over a mile. So the weather on 1029 is north, 10 miles an hour, 47, 40 degrees. Uh, and then it goes to November 2nd. November 2nd, we're able to go hunt back out there. And uh, we hunted the pinch, and we didn't see anything. We had kind of a cluster Probably was... Uh, yeah, we've seen some stuff. We did? Yeah, we've seen... I hunted. We've seen three oh, does. We've seen that doe up in the we've corner. We've seen three does, yeah. Okay. Three, right. Four does. We had the doe come from behind us, then the one doe, oh. and then the doe, the two does that come out and okay, to yeah. the south. So four does in there. All right. Um, And then we, at the end of the hunt, we sat there all day, and uh, we pulled that... Oh, tr- and we seen the spike buck. We seen the spike bug on the on the evening, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
we pulled that trek at the end of that hunt, and then that's when we knew Magnum was there on the same day of the 27th. Also in that card pull, we had Magnum there on the 25th on the trek. Uh, he hit a scrape, but he was not on the render. So we were talking about that, and uh, I forgot to put the time here. But uh, we were kind of game planning that he was coming up from the south. I think it was around midnight <laughs> that he was coming up from the south. There's a there's a pretty good trail, and uh, that they can come up from the south on off the private. We had the split three buck do the same thing. He was on the render, but not on the trek, and he was coming from the south. So um, there's something to that there coming from the south. And then, um, yeah, he, he could be coming from the private. So the weather on the 25th of October was 12 miles an hour, east, northeast, 40 to 47 degrees. So that's the third or fourth time we were at the east, northeast, and then the one time was in straight north. And he was at night, real, you know, Yeah. and we think he was after a doe, the time he was on the north, when he was on coming through. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so November 6th. So let's, let's break this down. So okay. the 25th, the 27th, the 29th were all East Northeast winds that he was there. Mm-hmm. The, the 27th is when he was on the other guy's cam all the way up on the ag. Uh, no, it was actually the 28th. Oh, the 28th. Okay. So we didn't have, yeah. him, we didn't have him the 28th, but he was all the way up there. Yes. And so what we're what we're concluding is that he was there. So we so we can't hunt there this these days. You no, know what I mean? Yeah. So we're getting these pictures on the render, and there's the window to this public is very strange, and you can't hunt it certain times of the year, and then you get a shot in the rut, and then that's it. So the 25th, 27th, 29th, 28th, where we got the other picture, he's within a mile together in that area. So the 28th, we got him, and then the 29th, we got him coming back through. That's what happened. 29th, he's going out. Didn't we have him right after he was on the ag? Nope. So I No, was, I, it, was it the 27th going out, and then the 28th, 20, he's up there in the morning at 3 a.m. or something like that? 27th coming in, and then, because that was the first time we'd seen him, and then I looked at that time again while I was writing this up. Yeah. He didn't go out on the 29th and was up there. He would have been there the 28th after midnight. Okay. So the 27th when we first seen him, so, then he was up there the 28th after midnight. Yeah, which now thinking about that, the 27th. When he went out, he went up there. Yeah, and he was coming in the pinch on the yeah, 27th. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then he looped around. Yeah, I, I yeah. think I have that here. When he went out, he went up there, on, <laughs> and then he was on that guy's cam that we, Yeah. that's where he was a year ago on the 17th. Yes. On the same cam, same spot. So he yep. sent us a picture. We're like, okay, we know exactly where this cam is. It's a wild game. It's in the same exact spot we've seen it last year. It's the same deer. It's on this scrape. So he's went a mile and hit a scrape from the 27th at like 740. He's up there at night a mile away. And then he's back back on us on the 29th. So he spent, you know, a half a day up there, and then now he's back on us. So the deer's moving an ass load. Pre-rut. Super. I mean, he's he's all over the place. Uh, so on the November 6th, we're set up in the Oak Flat. Um, we haven't had any bucks on cam really there, at least down from last year. Or, uh, sorry, this is Oak Flat. No, yeah, we didn't have any bucks there. I had crisscross there in velvet. Other than that, not one buck at all. 
not even not even the spike buck there. Uh, so we decided to just go in a little farther, set up in that transition zone. Uh, we had that KM there that Magnum was on on the 29th. Uh, we have less bucks in that area. We still had a sum, but uh, we knew we had the chance of a hot doe being in the area. And uh, we pulled that cam completely in the oak flat. We packed in my laptop to uh, check that card, which I wasn't really jacked up about. But um, the first 20 minutes of this hunt, we see Magnum, and he's coming from the west again. And that's when we encountered him at 68 yards. The weather that day was 47 degrees with a 6-mile-an-hour wind out of the south. So this transition area has the three trails. Um... So after hunting this spot for two days, we're like, okay, he probably does this more than we know. And so do a lot of other deer. And the cam is just missing them. So he's, we're set up between the hot corner and the ridge that we've seen the three does used repeatedly. So after that um, encounter, we checked this oak flat card. And on the 22nd, Magnum gave us the epic trail cam video at three in the morning <clears throat> so not one buck there besides early velvet and then magnums there and he's coming from the north so the weather that day was nine miles an hour east northeast coming from the far north of his zone and he's pretty much going to the hot corner um so then now it's the rut. Everybody's out hunting. Um, everybody's given a little piece of intel here and there. We found out on October 28th at 0800, 8 in the morning, that Magnum's in the hot corner on this other guy's cam, and he's going west, away from where he would be that night at midnight over a mile away. Yeah, so from where one cam was... From the 18th or the 28th, he's a mile away on the 29th again. So those deers already went to this field twice on cam. So that leads us to think that he is frequenting that field a lot more than we we thought, which it is kind of the closest big ag food source. But, man, that's a long ways. Yeah, it is a long ways. It's a long ways to go. There's a couple of strip fields yeah. that are there. So, yeah, this pick from him is the 29th at 1 a.m. Yeah. So it would be the 28th night. So that just is... goes to show you, like, a guy gets a picture of a giant <laughs> on a field edge, right? And it's like 3 a.m. You're like, oh, the rut's coming. All he needs to do is just daylight. Yeah. This buck would be a mile, a mile and a half away with you all times, anywhere close to daylight. He's not anywhere close to you. No, yeah, because at 8 in the morning that day, he's going west yeah. on camp. Yeah. And the only way to go there after that cam is west yeah there's so this deer you would get a picture like the guy that get the picture from he's like i got this <laughs> giant that keeps coming up so i'm gonna keep hunting here when in actuality he doesn't have a a chance in hell at killing that deer because that deer is frequently traveling a mile to ag and a mile back and he's a mile away from you before sunrise by our sightings and trail cams that we've yeah. been running for three years you know what i mean he's right he's so far away from that that field so that just goes to what we figured out, that a mile for these deer that we're hunting there is absolutely nothing. Like it's like a like a walk in the night. They're just, oh, shit, I'm going to go up here and eat some corn. You know what I mean? It's like I'm going to hit this scrape, you know, no, nothing major. No, so. yeah, no. 
So that night on the render, we also had a north northeast wind, and then um, he asked how we were doing out there hunting. I said it's been slow, it's all jacked up, and then uh, November 11th, he said Magnum was back up there on the ag at 10:45 at night, but I think from your guy, he said he had him on the mobile that morning mm-hmm. at five. Yeah. So from 11 at night to 5 in the morning, there's another he did mile that and a half. mile. Yeah, yeah there's another mile, mile and a half. half. So mile and a half there, mile and a half back from 11-11 or 11-11 in the morning to 11-11 at night. So he went in, I'm thinking he went in there to the hot corner, bedded, mm-hmm. and then looped up there at night, hit that scrape, and then came back. Or he's with a doe, and that doe went to the ag up there and came back. So, so I believe the same day, Magnum was seen from another hunter on oh no yeah he was on the other hunter's mobile cam and then he was in a food plot on a private about a mile from where he was on cam that morning with two does yeah so he was <laughs> he was a mile the other direction a little over a mile the other direction from where we had him where we were hunting him that day yeah so from the day he was a mile and a half on the ag on by, trail cam on trail cam then a visual side of him in the center and then another mile that evening so that deer went two and a half miles. From a morning, from Let's see, from eleven o'clock at night to eleven to one thirty the yeah, next the next day. Day. So he daylighted fourteen hours. He had to daylight an ass load. He went two and a half miles <laughs> straight line. That's not, you know, he's zigzagging, going through pinches, whatever. Two and a half miles as the crow flies, from the ag at eleven to where he is with a doe and a food plot at one, just begging to get killed. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. That was a lot of intel thrown at you guys, but the basis of what we figured out is on the top, you got to have a northeast or north. He's just not hes not up there on the south. We've never seen him on the south. Never mm-hmm. had a trail cam picture on the south. None of the other guys have a picture of him up there on the south. In the bottom, he's there on the south. He's not there on the north. So that's how he's working this area. If it's a south for some reason, he's down in the bottom. the ridge. Which I feel like is a smarter choice because... You know what's north of there and how far we have to come to get in there. Yeah. We access it from the north. So, like, to get in there, he's probably feeling pretty safe. But you got all the private hunters 300 yards to the south of there that he can wind all if he goes that way. Right. And I was thinking it's more open there. Yeah. If you get over on the top, all that overgrown pasture, you're going to need that wind to see what's up in front of you that you can't see. So east, he loves east-northeast, but a north on the top, he's cool with. Mm -hmm. And where we were trying to hunt him all season, we had no north winds. It was all southwest, 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 southeast. If it's an east, he likes it up there. You know what I mean? So we had that one day where it was an east, Mm -hmm. and that's the day that, the other guy was up there blowing in all the stuff that we thought he was coming from, and he just shot a buck and lost it and walked through it all the day before. Yeah. So I don't know if that's why Magnum rolled out, but they see it said that they seen him exiting that area. So we had we had him down to like 500 acres before season, and now I feel like we got him down to about 80. You know what I mean? To where we know where he's daylighting, he's frequently, and he's and and we know his biggest pinch point his biggest flaw that he uses we mm-hmm. got his ass you know yeah. what i mean so if a guy could go back in there and hunt i felt good going into this season that we'd have an encounter 
But I feel really good going into next season if he lives to be like, all right, this fuck, this this deer's screwed. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Yeah. We, we just adjust. We're gonna adjust our cam placement on a couple, and um, we're gonna run way less cams on the west. We know where he goes, so as long as he doesn't die, you get a deer that big, his home range is gonna shrink more than likely, mm-hmm. and we know where there's no pressure, and I said, you hunt the, if it's a south, you hunt the bottom to the west. If yeah. it's north, you hunt the bottom to the east. You know what I mean? And that that's off three years trail cam had and, you know, encounters, other guys encountering them. When someone says, hey, I seen this buck, a lot of guys are like, oh, cool. What was he doing? And then automatically we're like, okay, what was the wind? Where was, you know, what, where, which way did he go? You know, most of the time they'll give you some intel because they want to, be like, oh yeah, I seen him too. You know what I mean? And yeah, and then most of the time you're like, okay, he went to the west. It's a south. It's you're like shit. And then you get back, you stop game planning. You think about it for a week, and then all the shit starts coming together. And then you feel like, well, man, we had a lot more intel than we thought we did. And then, like I said, when the place when you can't hunt the deer anymore for the year, more info starts coming out from other guys. And then that's when you start. One trail cam picture can give you a lot of intel. You know what I mean? That's why we've said it this year. I, me personally, I do not feel like trail cams help me kill deer this year. Like, I'm running cams, I'm running cams, I kill that deer. Yeah. That's not how they work for me. No. They're they're always for in the future. Okay, there was a buck here. They like this area. It give if i've said it a thousand times if big deer like big deer areas if big deer are in the area there's going to be other big deer there it's just they're not dumb there's a reason that they're there if it's one picture maybe if it's repeatedly pictures or you know over the years you pretty consistently go back in there and see big deer you know what i mean and i feel like we run cams every Every early season, we run them, we run them, we run them. <laughs> We're like, oh, yeah, we'll have something pinned down, and there's nothing pinned down. There's nothing that we really feel like, oh, man, we got a hell of a shot to kill one early. I, I will say this year, at least on September 15th, I felt really good. But that next two weeks? Yeah. Everything goes. Everything just, changed. Yeah. So you're like, shit, we got stuff all over the place. Which usually it's about September 5th. You're just like, yeah. okay, yeah, shit's gone. Shit's yeah. changing. But this year, man, it was wet, and they waited a little bit longer to get <laughs> yeah, the crops out. Yeah, a little out. cooler, a little wet. Yeah. yeah. So they were like, ah, we can't really get the crops out. And then right when those crops come out, gone, gone. Just like our private, you know. what I mean, crops come out, deer uh-huh. just leave. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, that timber is just like another, or that corns is like another timber. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. We got pictures of giants coming out of there on the lease that we lost, not even in the timber. They're just coming out of the corn <laughs> right. in the evening, like they've been in there all day, and it's popping yeah. out. I'm going to eat some acorns now. You yeah, know what I mean? Just, I just bed 10 rows in. You yeah. can't see me. I'm good. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's what we're, that's what we, our main message was. Running trail cams is awesome. And if you can get them, if you can get intel on a deer fast enough to figure out them one year, they have most definitely helped us pinpoint Magnum in like in the year. Mm-hmm. But every year you run them on a certain deer, you get a little bit more intel. You get a little bit more intel. And then you're like, okay. He lived. Now I got all this. You already messed up last year. You know what I mean? And you gave me all this stuff. Now our cams are going to be more pinpointed in his area. And it's just like Westside. The deer's like nine years old. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So You know right where he's going to be. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be right back where he was if he's still alive. You know what yeah. I mean? So I feel like they know they're safe there. They're going to be there. Um, and we know where he likes the daylight. So running cams on the edge like we were, it's not even worth our time. We know he's no. prob- probably get him on cam. Well, yeah. so you might want to do that early to like see if he's still alive, but you need to get the cams in where you probably aren't going to check them unless you're hunting. So you're not going to be able to, and that's another thing. Once we start hunting, cams oh, yeah. go out the window. Yeah. You ain't got time to check cams when that, you're hunting all day. I don't know if it's just because we had so many or <clears throat> what, but I feel like in past years, I feel like we. Because you're on the it, private it, and they're close yeah, yeah, together yeah. and you're like, well, I, I'll walk in this way and I'll hit three and then I'll walk out and I'll hit the other three and I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't it's, I don't know what it was, but it was weird. Like, just like you said, man, cams are just, a, they're number two. Yeah, when... You know, they were number two. When when you... And what was on the cams wouldn't have helped yeah, us. Yeah, that's, that's what I at, was at the saying. Time. Like, yeah. you pull the cam, you got, this is the rut. You got past intel. You can't use past intel. You know I mean? You got to go... With what the wind's doing today, mm-hmm. with where the you know where the does are, like okay, a buck was in here two days ago in the rut. Cool. We could think that he might come back by, but unless that deer is in there repeatedly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't feel like a one picture is. Bank yeah, him to, being there last Tuesday one time yeah. isn't going to help you kill him, which is normally unless how you it goes. unless you put that intel into a a bank of all your shit and your knowledge. And then you're like, okay, this goes with this, this goes, you know? And if you, if you took and put every cam with the time and then drew a line to where like he could have crossed like this cam, he had to go past here and then looked at the pinch points he had to go through. Like, okay, he's here at 11 AM or 11 PM. He's here at 3 AM. He had to go most likely through this. Mm -hmm. So I feel like he was another mile and a half away because he found a doe. And he just ran over just there. You know what I mean, her, yeah. I I don't know if he could live over there. He could live that far away, and yeah, because he comes up in there around the twentieth of October, and we put a lot of effort in there trying to kill early, and the deer just aren't there. The bucks just aren't there early, and then we know that the private guys killed an ass load of does, and they hurt our doe bedding up top, and then those guys walking through it didn't help anything. And then the one deer that we seen the day that he was hunting there winded him and ran. He was his scent was blowing yeah. all the way through. We had a north wind finally. Mm-hmm. We're in the zone. In the zone. Of where we need to be, and we're like, okay, this is the day that it's going to be good. And then the other guy's in there, 150 yards away. He's hunting because he don't want to miss an opportunity at this deer. But the deer, if he comes, is going to be coming from the way his wind's coming. More right. than likely, unless some miracle happens and he loops back around. But more than likely, he's either bedded where you walk through yeah, or yeah. he's coming from the opposite direction. Because every time that he's there, we see no deer. When he's not there, we see deer. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. once the guy's there, we got to make up another plan. And our other plan is to go to the west end of his you know, core. The thing about public land is you can either fight the guys or you can... You can fight to hunt the same areas, or you can just work around the guys. Because the guy's got to stand there. You know he's going to go there. Yeah. You know what and I mean? Especially kind of at that time frame, he's just like, 
I just got to be in the tree. Yeah, you like know, it's, it's, just, I'm it's so risk late. It. There's only three days left. Yeah, to I got hunt. four days. Yeah. You're like, I got to be here. You know what I mean? So I'm hunting no matter what the wind. And he had just shot a buck there the day before on a southwest. Mm-hmm. And he even said that he knows the wind doesn't isn't right for that stand on north, but he's there. Yeah. So he knew. But in his mind, he's probably thinking, well, these guys are in there too. So I'm going just in case. You know, he comes by me first, or and he knows the deer is alive. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, he yeah. seen he got trail cams of him last year. He didn't have any this year until we showed him, and then he pulled all his cards and he ended up having a couple of pictures. So that guy's a, a solid dude. You know, we got respect for him, and we pretty much let him have the top. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then he didn't hunt the next day, but it didn't matter because the deer was a <laughs> shitload. Of, you know, he's yeah. way away. You know what I mean. So one thing that. I wanted to say also is do not, if you have a big deer, and I feel like this deer is very hard to kill. Like, damn, he's going two and a half miles in a day in the rut. Yeah. He's going a mile and a half consistently. Never on the same path. Never. He's on one cam going north, and then he's up there on the food, and then he's on the other cam going back into the shit, and then he <laughs> loops back around, and he's back up in there. So there's nothing... He's going south, and then he's a mile and a half north of that camp. But you got him going south on that camp. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's the deer is incredibly hard to kill, let alone the ground that he's in. And we wasted our whole entire rut trying to kill this deer. Every second of the rut was, can we kill this deer? Can we kill this deer? Can we kill this deer? And I think that was the dumbest thing we'd done. We should have hunted where we knew we could have killed bucks. We should have stayed in the bottom and just hunted it out. We kept seeing bucks there. We were seeing a lot more deer there. We had all the intel that said, "Go to the north. Go to go. You know, go up on top. Yeah, go up on top." And we should have been in the bottom. You know what I mean? Because we never even seen him on top. We mm-hmm. only had one encounter on top. We got a lot of trail cam pictures of him up there, but he really likes that yeah, late I, October I, on an east. If you can hunt there. late October on an east, <laughs> you got a real good damn kill chance of killing that. Yeah, year. I was gonna say four times in one week he was there. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're just like, shit, you know, he's pretty, Yeah. I mean. I mean, you got, you're like, man, I've had him here. And you don't know what he is on the bottom 100%. Yeah. You know, you ain't I pulled mean, anything down there. You're like, no. man, I got him up here. Three so times. Much. And then you don't have near as many cams on the bottom. No. Yeah, you know I mean. And the other guys doesn't get there. They didn't give us, they didn't send us any pictures from the ridge this year. Mm. And I think it was because he went from a solid deer to a giant, giant deer. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're talking about Magnum, and a lot of people might have not listened. This is a like a 190, 200 class deer on public land. You know what I mean? This is a dude's got everything. Drop times, flyers, split, split brows, giant split twos, huge frame, Mass. six and a half inch bases. It, it got everything that you want. You know what I mean? 16 scoreable points, a lot going on, right? And we didn't get the intel from them guys that we got last year. We got it from the one guy, but the other two, yeah, the other they two. didn't send us anything. And you know they were I mean? quiet at the truck, too. Yeah, they were super quiet at the <laughs> truck. We were like, how was it going? Well, you know, nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Because they knew that they weren't messing with a like a solid deer. They were messing with a once-in-a-lifetime deer. You know yeah, what I mean? And yeah. us being us, we're like, we sent him two pictures, I think. You know, just be like, hey, this deer's still alive. And, of course, he told his buddies that, and they probably already had – there's no way they run all those cams on that ridge and have not, pic- yeah, they got pictures not, of them. We yeah. just don't know, you know what I mean? And we feel like they are in the absolute money shot to kill them. 
We know they are. Yeah. But they weren't in there. Mm-mm. So we were like, shit, we don't and know it, if they're going to be in there. So we never went in there. And it's hard to set up a stand because we were over there. We were in the shit. Yeah. It's hard to set up a stand 20 yards away from a guy on Friday afternoon, and you're going to hunt it Friday afternoon and Saturday morning at least. Yeah. And the dude's got just cell be cool cams. With it. Yeah, the dude's got cell, cell cams in there. You're like 65 yards from Lone the stand. Lone wolves hanging right you're there. You're like, I know this is where I need to be. Everything's pointing to you right here. You know what I mean? And you're like, shit. Like, this guy's going to come in. I'm 65 to- yards away from him. I know. Tomorrow, Saturday. Yeah, tomorrow, Saturday morning. Run. You're you know like, I mean? guy's probably going to be here. Yeah, yeah, not there. You know what I mean? But we're like, you don't, like, you mentioned, we don't have those guys' numbers. Uh-uh. You know what I mean? So I can't, I message and be like, hey, uh, they're going to be like, why do you want to know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to be like right by your stand, bro. <laughs> I'm not going to be in your stand, but I'm going to be right by it. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. So it's weird. It's, and it's, and we're not savage people. Yeah. We're That's not our that problem. Savage. You know what I mean? We need to be more savage about that stuff, but it's just hard. Every time you go over there, you're like, man. And it's not like there's one guy with one stand. It's two guys with like four different stands hung over there, and you don't know which one they're going to. No, yeah. <laughs> and they're all in a line of all the <laughs> shit you need to be in. So you're like, man, maybe if we go a little further, and then you're like, well, there's two spy points down there and this other cam I know, mm-hmm. and then there's a wild game here and a ladder stand, and you're like, I know, and you're like, you're <laughs> yeah. shit, like, where are these guys going to be there? They're and not going to be some there. some random guy at the way back. Yeah. Killed a doe, you know what I mean? Like, as far, killed a doe, like, way too far back oh, to kill yeah, a doe. Oh, yeah, way too far. Ooh. Absolutely. Drag a doe up the hill with your buck? Oh, uh, yeah. No. Yeah, way too far back, no. you know what I mean? But, uh, kill a doe, and then it runs on the private. You're like, oh, I don't yeah, know yeah. what the hell That'd to do. That'd be my luck, for sure. Yeah, kill something that run on the private, and then, there's, that's another thing about that private. <laughs> I have no idea. It's a giant ass piece. I have no idea. And I know everybody that hunts around here. I don't know anybody that hunts that piece. Not one person. Just drive to a gate hole and start honking. Yeah, bro. yeah. <laughs> like ah, they got that push button box. Yeah. At the the private gate entrance, <laughs> just press it. And be like, yeah, I shot a buck. <laughs> it's on your property. <laughs> like I, I mean. Like, yeah. You got a tractor back there, I know. I, mean, I was just going to say, like, hey, you got the keys to that tractor. Yeah. I need to scoop up my deer. Yeah. It's a giant. You guys have probably been hunting it for a couple years. Yeah, yeah no I big deal. Them. No big deal. My first day out here. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's how, you know, we got on a giant deer. We broke down the intel. And the main, th- main thing was we took away is we know where we thought he was in the summer was wrong. We got two ideas of where we potentially think he is living. If he is on the private or public, if not, we know he's just a roamer. Once we X these two places out, we know he's not there. Yeah. Put some cams in there. I feel like the guy with the e-bike going into that ridge over and over and over every day we are out there, I feel like we got a picture of him going through there. Yeah, that guy did. That guy that spot. piss pound that spot every day. Every day. We were out there every day, and that dude was there every day. The only other guy out there sometime. It's like 70 degrees. Dude is out there in that ravine every day. That takes either a guy that has a giant on cam <laughs> or a guy that just really, really loves. And it's not an easy spot to get to. Didn't kill a deer. Yeah, didn't kill a deer. So you know he's holding out. I you know mean, what I mean? Just, you would think he's seen something. Yeah. So. I just don't know how the hell you shoot in there, but it probably was cooler down in there. Yeah. 
Probably was. So, I mean, he had that going for him. But um, we had a cam early summer close to there and not much activity. Does does a lot of does yeah. coming out of that? A lot there. of does. So I mean, and there was water down there. There is it's water. It's close to the ag that he's frequenting I would randomly. Say it's, it's potentially on the way to where he is on the other guy's. So I feel thing. like that guy had a can down there and probably got pictures got of him. Pictures at like of him probably at four like a.m. Four a.m. and like nine. Nine you know at night. I mean? Yeah. Nine at night. Four a.m. Close. The guy's like, oh man, I'm in the game. Dangerously close. I'm in the game. Yeah. He's like, this deer could come by any moment, <laughs> and the deer's a mile away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Consistently a mile three, away. Yeah, three-quarter mile from that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, it's like trail cams are awesome, but, man, they can screw you, too. But when you, I feel like, like I said, that dude was in there. We've seen him leave and yeah. come back in multiple times. You know what I mean? And the dude was setting to, like, 1030 and then coming back in and hunting the evening. He had the damn e-bike, so he didn't have to do the mile-half bike, bike out every Legit day. Legit bike, yeah. He had an e-bike and a cart. They hauled all his shit in. <laughs> guy was... Set up way solid. And dude never said anything. No. Never said anything. No. And he was always back to the truck way before we were and gone. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. So we were like, okay, this guy, I mean, he's got the e-bike. He can scream past. <laughs> this same guy I was hunting there last year. I I had every. He was just pulled in, and I started pedaling, and the freaking guy passed me <laughs> on the mile on that bike right in. I'm like, all right, you got out of your truck, got all your shit ready. Got your bike out, got it on the ground, and freaking passed me as I'm yeah. pedaling in. Yeah. You almost made it, though. Yeah. But he got you right yeah, at the end. He bottom. got me right <laughs> at the end. I was like, damn it, man. But, uh, yeah, so I feel like he's he went through there. Yeah. I feel like, you know, where he came out of is where he's living. Back, yeah. back there. Yeah. Where we walked through so many times and only have one can back there. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a little different. Yeah, we good. need to go. We need to get pop up there and go left instead left. of going right every yeah. time. Yeah. Go left. See what's over there. We did look. We, we did. We did look left a few times when we get you know two hundred yards down the trail. We look left, and I mean it's yeah, it's deep down there. Yeah, I don't know how you get down there, but well, if you take the first left, I think it probably weaves you <laughs> right, right on over. That, yeah, right on that little that ridge. cliff. Yeah, <laughs> right on the cliff. There's literally like a four hundred foot cliff. <laughs> That these deer are not going down. Sorry, I couldn't see it while I was leaning forward in the junk-ass yeah, tree right yeah. there. But uh, that's our rundown on a 190-inch class. We don't want to say 200 because it just after shooting freeze, we know how much it takes to get oh, yeah, to 200. just takes so. an ass load. If you do, I don't know about other scoring, but if you do it for a booter, <laughs> it takes a lot of inches to get there. So, um, But potentially 200-inch deer on public. A lot of people know about him. Free range as hell. Encountering him back-to-back years. Multiple trail cam pictures of him. We're just slowly easing in. So hopefully you guys can connect with maybe a buck that you have. Dig pat, dig those trail cam pictures out from the past. Maybe look at the wind direction. Maybe think about the location. Maybe you got a picture of him sent from another dude. Maybe think about where he might have had a cam. Hmm. What? Okay, it doesn't. you don't have to know where the cam is. You're like, okay, this is a grassy area picture. This is a timber set picture. It uh, looks like it's on a ridge. I can see a sun glow. You know, it's got to be facing west in the evening. There's a lot of stuff you can do when you look at these pictures of other people's deer pictures. You yeah. know what I mean? You can piece together. But if you see the damn cam, you know. Like, him going into the hot corner and him sending us that picture, there's no yeah. denying no. that that is the hot corner. We've uh, seen the cam. Wild game, hot corner. The deer had about 
10 foot that he could move and he was within that 10 foot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So think about that. Go back in the past. Maybe yeah. it'll help you put and the pieces together. You can even kind of use the trick that people are doing without um, cameras that don't have them viewfinders is taking a picture with your phone on the tree facing outward. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, might be a solid deal yeah. for you. Just so you, you're like, ah, <laughs> uh, wild game. You go back, you're like, well, there's that bush. That's that tree. Yeah. Then you know, you know what I mean? And, a lot of people don't share pictures, but you might get a picture from some other dude. Though he got your buck, you know what I mean. If and this, then all it takes is for that guy to have a good hunt, and you run into him at the parking lot, and you just ask him just because. Yeah, you, you, how'd, how'd your, your hunt, hunt go? go? You know, oh, I seen this giant, and then boom! Next thing you know, you got one pick from one guy. Yeah, just because he had a good hunt, he he's might in a not good mood. send it to you, but he'll show it to you, and then you look at it, and you're yeah. like, "Oh, cool, let me look at that buck." And you're looking at the shit around the buck. <laughs> yeah, you automatically know what you need the to buck. look at that timestamp. Yeah, <laughs> look at the timestamp. <laughs> shit behind and the, the deal. shit behind it. Everybody that's listening to this is sharing no trail game pictures with us ever again. <laughs> right. But we just got we try to give our best <laughs> intel out for free, and that's something for this deer that has been the utmost value. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Of like, this is helping us put together a lot of shit. You know what I mean? And I wish there's more people out there running cams. We have more intel. <laughs> they need to get a get I a, wish this deer was dead so I yeah, wouldn't have to go back out that's there. That's why I was bro. just talking to Jesse today. I'm like, I don't, I want someone to kill him. They're like, have you heard anybody that killed him during shotgun? I'm like, I hope he's dead. I hope we don't get any trail cam pictures of him next year because then I'm going to be like, <laughs> not going back there in the run. <laughs> right. I'm out. I'm going uh, to the easy shit. Yeah, we don't know anybody that hunts around there, so. Yeah, perfect. Too far away. We don't know anybody that hunts around <laughs> there. But. All right, guys. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, if you did enjoy it and want to listen to some more, hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review if you're feeling absolutely crazy. And uh, we love you. Always do the right thing. Leave a legacy. And why till legacy's out. <laughs>